0: The Mystical City of God, the Incarnation, Book 3, Chapter 20. The Venerable Sister Mary of Jesus of Agreda, describes some special favors which Most Holy Mary conferred upon several persons in the house of Zechariah. 254. It is a well-known quality of love to be active as the fire in works of kindness, wherever it finds occasion and this is especially true of the fire of spiritual love, for it will reach out in search of material, as soon as this falls short the master has taught lovers of God so many ways and methods of pursuing virtue, that there is no need of remaining idle. And as love is not blind nor insane, it knows well the qualities of the noble object it aims at. Its only concern is that not all men love it properly and thus it seeks to communicate this love without strife or envy. We know that the love of all the other saints, though most fervent and holy, appears limited in comparison with that of most holy man. Yet if their love is admirable and powerful, inciting them to vast works of zeal for souls, what immense works then must not the love this great queen have accomplished for the benefit of her fellow men, since she was the mother of the divine love, Syrac 24, 24:24, 24, and since she carried with her the true and living fire that was to enkindle the world, Luke 12:49. Let all the mortals learn from this heavenly history how much they owe to the love of this lady. Although it will be impossible to notice all the particular instances of the benefits conferred on the souls by her, nevertheless, in order that from some of them many more may be inferred. I will relate a few that our queen conferred while in the house of her cousin Elizabeth. 255. One of the servants in that house was of perverse inclination, restless, subject to anger, and accustomed to swear and curse. With all these vices and disorders, she still knew how to make herself agreeable to her master's, but at the same time she was so given over to the power of the demon that this tyrant could easily induce her to throw herself into all sorts of miseries and mistakes. For fourteen years many devils surrounded and accompanied her without intermission in order to make certain the capture of her soul. Only when this woman came into the presence of the mistress of heaven, most holy Mary, these enemies withdrew, for as I have said in other places, the virtue issuing from our queen tormented them, and especially during that time when she carried within her virginal repository the powerful god and lord of all virtues. As on the one hand this woman was freed from her cruel exactors, being released from the evil influences of their company, and as on the other hand she experienced within her the beneficial effects of the sweet vision and intercourse of the queen, she began to be much attracted and moved toward Mary and she sought to be in her presence, and offered to serve her with much affection, striving to pass all the time possible with her and watching her with reverence, for among her distorted inclinations she had also a good one, which was a natural kindness and compassion for the needy and the humble, so that she was naturally drawn toward them and ready to do them good. 256. The Heavenly Princess, who saw and knew all the inclinations of this woman, the state of her conscience, the danger of her soul and the malice of the demons against her, turned upon her an eye of mercy and watched her with the love of a mother. Although Her Majesty knew that the company and the interference of the demons was a just punishment for the sins of this woman, yet she interceded for her and obtained for her pardon, remedy and salvation. She commanded the demons, in virtue of the authority conceded to her, to leave this creature and not dare to disturb her or molest her thenceforth. As they could not resist the sway of our great queen, they yielded and fled in highest consternation, not knowing how to account for such power of the Most Holy Mary. They conferred about it in astonishment and indignation, saying, Who is this woman that exerts such dominion over us? Where does such strange power come, which enables her to perform all that she wishes? The demons therefore conceived new wrath and indignation against her, who had crushed their heads, Genesis 315. The happy woman, however, was snatched from their claws. Mary admonished her, corrected her, and taught her the way of salvation, and changed her into a woman of kind and meek disposition. She persevered therein during all her life, being well aware, that all this had come to her through the hands of our queen, although she did not know nor penetrate into the mystery of her dignity, she remained humbly thankful and lived a holy life. 257. Not in a better state than this servant was another woman living in the neighborhood of the house of Zachariah who as a neighbor was accustomed to coming to visit and listen to the conversation of the family of Saint Elizabeth. She lived a licentious life, far from honorable, and when she heard of the arrival of our great queen in that town, of her modesty and retirement, she spoke of her lightly and with some curiosity.
1: Who is this stranger that has come as a guest of our neighbors, and who gives herself such holy and recollected airs,
0: In the vain and inquisitive desire of spying out novelty, as is customary with such kind of people, she managed to get sight of the Heavenly Lady and scrutinized her dress and her countenance. Her intention was impertinent and presumptuous, but far different the effect, for having succeeded in scrutinizing Most Holy Mary, she left with a wounded heart, the presence and the sight of the Queen transformed her into a new woman. Her inclinations were altogether changed, and without knowing by what efficacious influence the change came about, she felt its power and began to shed abundant floods of tears and deep-felt sorrow for her sins. Merely on account of having fixed her attentive gaze and curiosity upon the mother of virginal purity, this happy woman received in return the love of chastity and was free from the sensual habits and inclinations of her former life. In that very hour she sorrowfully retired to weep over her wicked life. Whenever later on she desired to converse with the Mother of Grace, Her Highness, in order to confirm her permitted it. For as Mary knew what had happened and as she bore within her the origin of grace, the sanctifier and justifier by whose power she fulfilled her office of advocate of sinners, she received her with maternal kindness, admonished and instructed her in virtue, dismissing her strengthened and confirmed for perseverance in her new life. 258. In this manner our great lady performed many works and caused many admirable conversions in a great number of souls, although it was done in silence and hidden to all. The whole family of Saint Elizabeth and Zachariah were sanctified by her intercourse and conversation. Those who were just, experienced new increase of gifts and favors, Those that were not, she justified and enlightened by her intercession, all of them were captured by reverential love of her so completely, that each one strove to obey her and acknowledge her as mother, as protectress and as a consolation in all their necessities. The mere privilege of seeing her, without any words, was sufficient to produce all these effects, yet she was careful not to omit whatever seemed necessary to obtain this end. As she penetrated the secrets of all hearts and knew the state of each person's conscience, she knew how to apply the opportune medicine. Sometimes, not always, the Lord manifested to her the final end of those she met, informing her which were chosen and which were reprobate, predestined for happiness or foreknown as damned. At sight of both one and the other her heart broke forth in admirable flashes of most perfect virtue For when she knew of any that were just and predestined, she bestowed upon them many blessings, which she also does now in heaven, and the Lord looked with favor upon her charitable works. Exerting incredible and prayerful diligence she asked him to preserve them in his grace and friendship. Whenever she saw anyone in sin, she asked from the bottom of her heart for his justification, and ordinarily she also obtained it. But if it happened to be one of the reprobate, she wept bitterly and humiliated herself in the presence of the Most High for the loss of that image and work of the divinity, she redoubled her heartfelt prayers, offerings and humiliations in order that no others might damn themselves, and her whole being was one flame of divine love, which never rested nor reposed in accomplishing great things. The instruction which the Heavenly Queen and Lady gave me. 259.
1: My My dearest daughter, daughter, Within two limits, as if within two extremes, all the harmony of your powers and wishes must move. They are, to preserve yourself in the grace and friendship of God, and to seek the same good fortune for others. In this let all your life and activity be consumed. For such high purpose I wish that you spare no labor, beseeching the Lord and offering yourself in sacrifice unto death, accepting actually all that is opportune and possible. Although, in order to solicit the good of souls, you need not make any great fuss before creatures, since that is not appropriate to your sex, yet you must seek and prudently apply all the hidden means that are most efficacious within your knowledge. If you will be my daughter and a spouse of my most holy son, Consider that the possessions of our house are the rational creatures, which he acquired as a rich prize at the cost of his life, 1 Corinthians 6.20, and of his blood, for through their own disobedience, they were lost to him, Genesis 3.6, after he had created and selected them for himself. 260. Hence, whenever the Lord sends to you or throws in your way a needy soul and makes you aware of its state, labor faithfully to assist it. Pray and weep with heartfelt and fervent love that God may furnish the remedy for such great and dangerous evil, and do not neglect any means, divine or human, as far as you are concerned, in order to obtain the salvation of eternal life for the soul entrusted to you. By means of the prudence and moderation which I have taught you, you must not grow weary in admonishing, nor in praying for that which will benefit that soul, and in all secrecy continue your labor on its behalf. Likewise I wish, that whenever it is necessary, you command the demons in the powerful name of the Almighty and my own, to depart and leave in peace the souls oppressed by them. And as all this is to be done in secret, you can in all propriety animate and encourage yourself to this kind of work. Remember that the Lord has placed you and will place you in a position to exercise this doctrine. Do not forget it, nor fail in understanding how much you are bounden to his majesty to use care and solicitude in extending the possessions of your father's house. Do not rest until you accustom yourself to do this with all diligence, Philippians 4.13. Fear not, for you can do all in him that strengthens you, and his power will strengthen thy arm to do great things, Proverbs 31.27.